give him that ability to just open up your eyes to things that you never would have thought for yourself. GMBA YouthCast. A lot of times we paint in our minds a picture of how the next stage of our life is gonna unfold. And a lot of times that's just not how it turns out. So today on YouthCast, brother Ryan and sister Elizabeth McDonald are gonna share about how when it came to dating and marriage, the stories you guys had written for your lives weren't necessarily the story that God was writing, but eventually you learned to embrace the beautiful story that God was writing for both of your lives. So Ryan and Elizabeth, welcome to the YouthCast. Thank you for having us. When you guys are entering your 20s, how do you see the next chapter of your lives unfolding? I think growing up as a teen, I thought, okay, when you're in your 20s, you'll get married and life will happen. As an example for me, you know, my parents were married by the time they were 20, 21 years old. You know, I guess I thought that that might be the way that 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 life would go. Um, and it wasn't, it was, you know, my story took a lot longer to unfold. What are some of the maybe thoughts or feelings as you see this story is not unfolding, maybe your friends are getting married and, and moving forward in this area and you feel like you're not. I thank God, and I don't know how to describe it, but I, I just knew God had a plan. I remember for years just praying for my future wife praying that wherever she was at, that God was preparing her, preparing me. Um, so I definitely think that I found myself in um, far more like crying moments. <laughs> um, you know, from I had this, my moments too, don't worry, you know. I think, you know, the common um, message that maybe easily creeps up in our minds and our hearts, you know, what's, what's wrong with me? Why is, you know, why is what I'm doing not working for me when it seems to be working for so many others in the relationships that I allowed myself to be in? Um, I think I allowed myself maybe to compromise, um, on a variety of things, right? So being someone that was eager to be in a relationship, someone who, you know, really wanted to feel loved and wanted to feel accepted and, and needed by someone, you know, at one point being engaged and then not engaged, um, you know, life took some turns that I didn't expect it to take. At some point I was really kind of caught off guard praying to God and saying, you know, this really is not going the way that, that I had planned or that I had anticipated. And, um, I was at a funeral of brother Russ Mortarana and in the Liberty branch and brother Phil Jackson pulled me aside and said, you know, Elizabeth, I had a dream about you and I feel like I need to share it with you. I saw you in my dream and he said, you were the most beautiful that I had ever seen you before to the point that he couldn't quite explain the way that I looked in the dream. And he said, I woke up and I, I immediately asked God, why did you show me that? And God revealed to brother Phil that that was the way that God saw me, that that was the way that, that my heavenly father looked at me, even in the circumstances that I found myself in, um, feeling, you know, unwanted, rejected. And to hear that 
that God saw me in such a different light was such a blessing to me. And I would love to say that it was a turning point. And then I met Ryan and, (laughs) you know, that everything was beautiful from that point. And all that to say it wasn't, but I was always able to fall back on that. And the way that God saw me at that moment and that brother Phil felt to share is the same exact way that God sees each one of us. And it just happened that at that moment in my life, I needed to hear that. And perhaps me saying that to, you know, whoever is listening, that that's your reminder that our heavenly father sees us in such a different way than we could ever you know, look in the mirror and see ourselves. Um, And that helped me through Mm -hmm. the, you know, the other hardships that I think relationally I, I allowed in my life, I brought into my life. As you're moving forward, trying to trust God in the situation, like you said, it's hard sometimes. How do you find a balance maybe between over-focusing on it and spending too much energy on it Versus maybe feeling like you're not doing enough, especially if other people may have opinions that they're very willing to share about it. You know, we, we love the church. We love the saints, but everyone's always asking you. And if you sit next to somebody at a church meeting by chance, all of a sudden you're, you're engaged and getting married next month. There's this pressure from everybody about what you're doing and asking. And, and I found in my life about relationships, but other things like when I'm pushing through on something and trying to make things happen on my own. I find more obstacles and barriers, but like when I, when I really pray and I turn over to God and like, let him do his thing, it, things fall into place. Absolutely. And I think you have to be mature enough to realize that when you ask God for those good things in your life, that he's only going to give you good things. Because I think for me, that was almost a stumbling block. I was so confident that God was going to provide a mate that I allowed myself to almost fall into relationships like, oh, okay, Lord, well, if you put that person in my life, then I'm going to give this person a shot. And not only that, I'm going to look past some of the, maybe we'll say red flags and we start accepting or like letting things slide. Um, You know, I think then we're allowing ourselves to fall into those pitfalls where, God's like, Elizabeth, this is not who I have for you. And I'm going to let you go through this to learn this lesson. Can you talk about the list for a second? Yeah, absolutely. I was out to lunch with a good friend of mine. Um, She knew my history (laughs) and we were sitting to lunch one day and she said, you know, I had just been talking to my cousin and we were talking about a verse in Habakkuk. So it's Habakkuk 2.2. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon the tables. She was saying like, Elizabeth, have you really like written it out? Like, what are you asking God to give you? So she pulled out a piece of paper and she pulled out a pen and she wrote my list. And she literally was like, what do you want in a mate? Because you're accepting all these other things. And she wrote out the list. The list It was my, she drew my face really what she drew. Basically (laughs) the list is nothing something earth shattering. It's nothing. Yeah. I mean, I wanted someone who's a provider, someone who would pursue me um, and, and not the other way around. And I think when I had that list and I was continuing to pray about it, I was able to look at that list and like literally measure it up to whoever I was 
thinking about as a mate at that point and say, you know what, you just don't fit the bill. And I'm mature enough to say at this point in my life, you're not it. It doesn't mean that we can't be friends. It doesn't mean that you're not a great person, but I am moving on to find the one that God has in store for me. And that really was a turning point. She helped me to realize that I was, I was settling for less than, and I didn't want that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I never like sat and wrote a list like Elizabeth did with her friend, but I always remember praying for a spouse like that would be equally yoked. And I think, you know, we, we talk about that phrase a lot, but I think it, it really matters that I, I pray for someone that would support church work, that would support my career, that would support the vision of, of a family. If this person is bringing you closer to Christ and you're growing together, pursue it and continue to pray about it. But if this person is pulling you away from church and your walk with the Lord. And then I think it's a, that's a red flag, like, like Elizabeth mentioned. And you got to have like that soul searching moment where they're bringing me away from the Lord, not closer. I have to wholeheartedly agree. Like if the person that you are considering to be your mate and, and this is a forever thing, they'd better be bringing you closer to the Lord and not farther away. Did you ever feel like your service to God was a hindrance or maybe was holding you back? I had made an attempt at a relationship with someone outside of church, a fellow Christian, but just a different background that they grew up in. And, you know, it was just a complication and something that for a little while could be overlooked. And then the reality of it was that I wasn't willing to accept the faith and doctrine of, of that church. And they had issues with things um, in ours. And it just draws me back to maybe my list or, or just what it is that I'm looking for. It, it's really important. I think that when we're figuring out who we are and defining our core values and beliefs, that those are between us and God. And if we start to change that based on another person to make that happen, we're setting ourselves up for a very unsteady life because people are unexpected. Life is unexpected. And if we're always trying to change who we are to fit another person, we just can't have a stable life. And so God is the one and only true steady foundation we have to build our life on first and then find someone who's going to support that. Yeah, you'll find if that is what you are trying to do, it's exhausting and <laughs> and you can you can do it for so long and then you you can't anymore. God is the constant. He's the one that we need to rely on to know that he knows us inside and out better. And he knows anyone. what he knows what you need. He knows who's going to push you and and support you. So many times when we're looking on social media, we're seeing everybody's highlight reels. The best I mean, parts even, of our, their day. even our dating life was, was the highlight reels of, you know, seeing each other on weekends and, and going to, you know, the nicest places and the coolest places. And let's try this. And I heard this place would be neat to try the reality of a relationship, it is complicated and it, it's it's complex and it's difficult. And, and you really have to be with someone that we can share our, our ups, we can share our downs. I do want to get into how the two of you finally found each other. What was the story that I guess God eventually did write in your lives? Pre us starting to date, like we joke, we weren't friends. Um, <laughs> Knew each other for, for forever, but just never 
we're photographed together. <laughs> you, know, you can look back at different church events. We're like, oh, hey, we were sitting at the same table. You know, it really was a lot of the sisters in the San Diego branch that started to say, you know, Elizabeth, have you ever considered Ryan? They too knew my history. I always said, well, Ryan and I were we're friends. He's a great guy, but I don't know. There's nothing there. I don't. And people have told me too to consider Elizabeth over the years. And I, I, I said the same thing, like we're friendly, but there's, you know, there wasn't a spark in our previous like encounters, you could say. Yeah. I had tried, you know, different campouts and things to just put myself in close proximity to Ryan and just <laughs> kind of see how things mm-hmm. turned out. But um, I really started to just kind of think, you know, what about Ryan? Ryan is all the things on my list. Uh, it happened that I was going to be up in the general area <laughs> of Bell. And so I suppose under the guise of, <laughs> <laughs> of visiting the branch for the first time, I, I reached out to Ryan and said, hey, you know, how does Bell do things on Sunday? Do you have Sunday's school or, you know, what time does the meeting start? I'll be up in the area. Um, Little did he know I was staying in Irvine. I could have totally attended Irvine branch that day, but I took the time to drive to Bell. So we said, oh, let's go to lunch. And so we went to lunch. We ordered the same thing without knowing it. After that, we started texting. And like for me, compared to previous relationships or crushes or talking to people, there was just an ease that was different. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just like it flowed. Um, and it didn't feel like work, which was nice. I think Halloween was our first like date date where we went to met for a pumpkin at a pumpkin patch, a little more than halfway. I drove down and half. <laughs> she drove the 30, I but every time <laughs> <laughs> like he did not meet. But like pursuing like it would, but it would, I didn't mind. Uh, she moved, moved up to LA after that. And then, yeah, I think we were together a year and a half. Then we got engaged. So yeah, once it all started, once God, like, I guess, opened the door or made it happen, like, it felt very quick. After seeing now how God's plan unfolded and it all came together, do you ever still wish things had gone according to the story you had written for your life instead of the story that God was writing? No, because, you know, if it was different, I don't know where we'd be right, if we'd be in these seats right now. There's a fitting part when we got engaged, and I think God stamped it at the end there. And like reassuring that this was his will. Elizabeth was had moved up to LA and she was in a long-term sub position at my school where I was an administrator. And it was it was a Friday in May, and I had already had the ring. Her parents were already flying out to surprise for the weekend. I needed a reason for us to like do something after school. And I had said, Hey, someone at work said that there was this park nearby that had like food trucks on Fridays. And we like, we love that. Sounds like fun. Let's do it. And so after work, we were going to head up to this park and I knew there was not going to be any food trucks there. So I stopped, (laughs) we stopped at this place where we buy like a, like dessert, like a cupcake. So I knew I needed something to eat. And so we get there and we're like, I'm like, oh, there's no food trucks. We must admit, we walk around looking (laughs) and we finally sit in this one bench. And I didn't know the spot where I was going to propose. Like we, it sort of just, we were looking for, and oh, there's some benches and we sat I said, I have something to give you. And then I had given her a picture of my dog, Chunky. And um, I had been, I had made that week before. And he had a little sign that says, Elizabeth, will you be my mommy? And so I gave her that picture. She realized what was happening down on one knee. I, I said, my, you know, my marry me speech. 
And it was, she said yes. So that was awesome. Um, so it was just, it was a joyful moment. It was just us because I knew the whole weekend was going to be busy with family and friends. And then we, we start taking pictures. And this is where God really showed us that he was in the matter. Yeah, because just behind us, um, you know, just over Ryan's shoulder, there was um, there were these planters actually scattered throughout um, the park, and they flanked either side of of the walkway that we had walked up um, to get to the bench where we were at. And as I as we embraced, and as I was taking everything in, my eyes caught one of the planters. And now, granted, they all had something written on them. Um, but my eyes focused on one and the words on the planter said, it's a beautiful story. And um, so to answer your question, Jared, no, you know, I think in that waiting period, in that time of preparation, in the highs and the lows of, of all mm-hmm. the things that God brought both of us through, we did so much growing, you know, gaining life experience and, and learning you know, through those relational difficulties, like what you're willing to accept and what you're not and, and, and measuring people against that standard that you and God have created. Had we not, you know, followed through and Mm -hmm. and just gotten to a point where we could, we could say with confidence that we were relying on God at that point for him to write that beautiful story for us. Um, Like Ryan said, it would have, it could have ended much differently. Mm-hmm. I, I think looking back to that Ryan to now, he wasn't ready for any of this. <laughs> As a teenager in the twenties, if somebody invited you over for their house or pasta after church, it was easy just you to show up and go, you know, now it's like a coordination of like, is it nap time for the kids? Do we have all the things we need? So I would say for, for people who are in that preparation phase, like take advantage of all those opportunities to be at the saints um, if someone is trying to mentor you and you have a chance to go on a missionary trip or a weekend outreach, do it. I think when you're, when you're busy for the Lord, I think it's preparing you for what, you know, God has in your future. We're like that jar of clay and he's just molding us. We're spinning around and just being molded and prepared. And I would say to anyone that is maybe trying to take the reins away from God. You're trying to put your own hands on the clay and you're trying to mm-hmm. mold and shape to allow God to write that beautiful story for you, to give him that ability to just open up your eyes to things that you never would have thought for yourself. If anyone is is questioning like where they're at at this point in their lives, to just share that with God to write it down, you know, whether it's in it for a mate or just, you know, a future career to just be open and honest with the Lord and and to counsel with him. Is there a particular scripture that summarizes this chapter in your life and what you learned? I think at the time in my life, I didn't use a scripture enough. Like I would hear it and like, oh, it was nice. But looking back, I really think it was an anchor scripture. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And so I, looking back at my the years of waiting, I, I, I just know God was thinking good things and preparing her and preparing me. And I'm thankful for how it all ended up. Whatever stage in your life you're in, whatever story you're trying to write, whether it's dating, whether it's your career, whether it's where you want to live, God loves you so much and only has good things for you. 
And so thank you, Ryan and Elizabeth, for just sharing about the joy that comes when we learn to embrace the story that God is writing in our lives. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jeremy. I'm Tyler T. from Mesa, Arizona. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment, and share this with someone you know. What are the things that when you're single that would be the best things to take advantage of at that time that you might not always have? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we got two little, we got two little kids. So.